0: a 9-foot homemade oak bar, pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. His name is Craig. This is Bucks in the Basement. Mike Pierzak is now moving towards uh, covering minor leagues. And let's be honest, the future of the Pirates is just as important as the Pirates of right now. So he's going to be joining Craig in just a few moments before we get to him, my friend. So much happening over this past weekend with all these moves that the Pirates have made from the fact that you find out Cabrian Hayes is going to be out for a while to... The big Ben Gamble signing? Uh, yeah, huge. huge. Huge signing, brother. Huge I mean, signing. Like... A guy with a career OPS plus of 94, which means he's below average. Like, here's a guy who for his entire career, 1,253 at-bats, has accumulated 1.2 wins above replacement. This is a replacement-level player being added onto your team, and I thought it was weird. Like, I know Todd Frazier's doing terribly, but... But didn't Moran just go on to the 10-day DL? Like, what what is the game plan here, do you think?
2: Well, you know, Moran's on the I.L. right now. And, and that's, to me, like, it's trying to see, like, what is happening with him. And that's what the big thing I said was Todd Frazier, you know, was let go. I'm going to have to mention that for, like, one second. And then I'm going to glance over it because it's not really a big deal. Phillip Evans can play first base while Colin Moran's out. Hopefully the groin's not bad. Eric Gonzalez can play first base, once again, hoping that, you know, Colm Rand's groin is okay. Even Wilmer Defoe can go over and sub in there, but also once again, hoping that Colm Rand's groin is okay. 10 day IL right now, I mean, we're going to be hearing something probably after we record, but honestly, the only move that kind of even made me think a little bit was Michael Feliz being DFA'd throughout all of this. And not because, you know, Michael Feliz is some, you know, highly touted guy. I know he went to driveline and tried to work on his pitching. He, you know, came back uh, after his fingernail injury <laughs> and pitched pretty well for a game, two scoreless innings. But it was one that it was like, okay, we need arms But we're letting go of an arm. But you call up up Jeff Hartlieb, who pitched pretty well last year. You know, maybe got hit around a little bit in spring training at times. You don't know how well, you know, that was going to go. But, man, not a lot of these moves, unfortunately, move the needle as far as the future timeline goes for me. Todd Frazier, they gave him his shot. They called him up, see how he could hit. I mean, the crazy part is he had, I think, two hits on Sunday. So you let him go after that, but he had like three hits total the entire time he was up. Like it, it, he just can't play anymore. Like, father time catches up with all of us, Chris. Like, I'm a, I'm about to turn forty two here. Believe me, if I wake up and my back doesn't hurt in the morning, I'm like doing cartwheels. I'm like celebrating. So you know what, Todd? Right off into of the sunset, brother. You know, probably not talk so much trash on Mark Madden. Mark Madden probably don't tra- talk trash on a whole lot of people, but I don't know. Like, none of these moves, you know, really move the needle for me, man.
0: I just keep looking at this Pirates roster and just the amount of moves even in the last week or so. I mean, you got guys like Hunter Owen on this team now, okay? Tom's on this team in the outfield. Stokes is out there now. Gamble's been added to this team. Do you get the feeling that, like, this, like I know we're not that far off when we talk about who really matters on this team. But then if you don't matter on this team, like you're getting like a two-week tryout and you're out. Like, that's kind of how Ben Cherington's doing things. Like, ooh, ooh, that, that looks better than what we have over here. I gave this guy a couple of weeks. He ain't got nothing. Next guy in. Like, it's almost like just this massive rotation of just bodies coming in. And you're basically getting a Major League Baseball tryout with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And if you can't hack it for a couple of weeks, there's going to be another guy that's going to come in that they haven't actually seen in a Pirates uniform.
2: Dude, I love it. I love it. I actually love it because it's not going to be a guy sitting there in a position and just milking time for like a whole year or a half a year. He's saying, and like we've said before, Chris, if you want to be a part of this team for the future, for right now, prove that you want to be a part of this team. And I know all people always go back to the Trevor Cahill and the, you know, Gregory Polanco who is the reason why Hunter Owen is here because Gregory Polanco decided to you know sneak around covid protocols a little bit. I I don't know exactly what you know he did for that to happen, but you know he had to go on the little IL there so Hunter Owen who is on the taxi squad gets the call up. So, you know, good for Hunter Owen for getting you know his feet wet. Uh in in the Pirates system, maybe we'll see him again later on, maybe we won't. But You know, that guy, he's been around forever. I think he's around 27 years old. I'm happy for the guy that he got a shot on the team. But Chris, what you're saying is, it's awesome. You come in and you prove yourself. And if you don't prove yourself, Ben Charrington basically says, you know what, I'm done. They put Anthony Alvarez on, on, you know, DFA. He went through waivers. So Ben Charrington's like, you know what, okay, maybe he can do something in AAA. Same thing with, you know, Dustin Fowler. But he is not giving people, you know, a a ton of time to to do anything. It's like basically you hit the ground running and you prove that you're a Major League Baseball player or you know what, you find yourself on the open market or you find yourself back down in AAA. It's refreshing. There's been too many times in the Pirates' history where they have just basically let guys – sit out in places for sometimes as long as a year and hit the same way that these guys are hitting and playing the same ways or pitching the same way. You know, there's a couple guys that I, like I said before, Trevor Cahill and Gregory Polanco that in some ways get a pass. You've got Trevor Cahill on a major league contract. You're not going to get rid of that. And if anything, when guys come back, hopefully and come healthy, you know, the Chad Cools, the Stephen Braults, who are out there. He'll be regulated to the bullpen the same way that Derek Holland was last year. Gregory Polanco, are we, you know, completely sold on the fact that Polanco is going to stay healthy for the entire year? And this isn't even it has anything to do with this COVID protocol or anything. How many times in the last couple of years has Gregory Polanco stayed healthy the entire time? So I don't, Feel like you're going to be like waiting on too much of this stuff. It's actually a refreshing change to what has happened before with the Pirates.
0: Well, and he's doing what I expected a new general manager to do right off the bat. But remember in the shortened season, his thing was like, well, it's just, you know, it's a short season. You know, let's just let's just see what we got. You know, why why get crazy now? Right. You don't know really you know how guys are being affected by it, what's real, what isn't real, whatever. This is more what you would expect from a new general manager coming in because he has no attachment. Every general manager, every regime, and every front office in baseball is guilty of the fact that they will hold on to a guy longer than they probably should because they drafted him, because they made the move to bring him on to the team, and they believed in him, and he was a long-term project, And they just keep saying, man, what if, what if he gets good again? Like, what if after I let go of him, he actually figures it out? And Charrington isn't really tied to a lot of guys right now. Like later on, Ben Charrington will be doing that too. But right now, I mean, just look over the last couple of weeks, the amount of guys that haven't just been optioned to the minor leagues, they've been removed from the 40 man roster. They were jettisoned. They were, they were told to walk the plank and jump into the water. And then a new person was brought on because I what I've got three purchase contracts, three three people that have been added to the forty man since the beginning of the month. This makes more sense because he has he has no ties to anybody. He is giving he is giving true evaluations because to him this is like can this guy do it? No, I don't think he can do it. Next guy up, and he's going to keep doing it until he until he finds what he likes. And it might become maddening to people, but I, I'm telling you right now. Like we've said before, there's about three, four, maybe five jerseys that you could go buy as a Pirates fan right now and feel like that guy might be on the team in the future. And everybody else, everybody else, who knows? Two, two, <laughs> two? I'm going two. Who's your two? Who's your two jerseys that you would be confident enough to purchase because they would at least be on the team for a little while? Like for a, for a couple of years, you're like, this guy's part of it. Um, I'm going right now, I'd probably go to Brian Hayes
2: and Brian Reynolds. Uh, pitching wise, you know, I love Bru Baker. Uh Mitch Keller if he figures it out. but honestly, pitching is we know pitching is king in Major League Baseball with the trades with anything, uh, you'll be able to get the most for them. so if if you get to a point where you're not competitive any, you know anymore or you get to a point where you may have not opened up that window just enough, if a guy's are pitching well, those are the ones that are getting sent out. So those are the two those are the two jerseys that I would
0: possibly buy, but still would not buy. Trust me. You, you don't fall in love with anybody right now. <laughs> like, no, don't, don't fall in love with anybody right now. Just sit back and enjoy it. You know, if you get a chance to go to a game, get yourself a dog, get yourself a beer, you know, sit back, watch the game, enjoy watching baseball. You know, this is why we're going to be also checking in a lot with the minor leagues this year, because as much as we're interested in what's going on with the pirates now, we're very interested in what's going on with the minor league system that has not been able to actually play in over a year. And it's revamped, and some things are moved around, and you've got a lot of interesting players that are down there. And there is a recent trend down in the minor leagues right now, Craig, where, where a lot of players who were unable to go play in competitive games last year were instead told, you have this issue, work on it. You need to lose 20 pounds. So they did it. You need to gain 20 pounds of muscle. So they did it. You have this hitch in your swing or this thing that when you're pitching, we want you to go out every day and just work on this one thing. And we are seeing some players that never got a minor league season last year, especially in the low A system part, okay, oh, absolutely. that are coming out and hitting the crap out of the ball right now when you would think, well, these guys, they haven't played in forever and most of them last played in high school because they didn't have the, the strain of figuring out like a schedule and how the minors work. No, they just got just training. They just got lessons from the instructors within the organization. We're seeing promotions all across the minor leagues of guys that were like in single a rookie ball who are in triple a this year and are performing. So it's going to be fascinating to watch what's going on and to figure out what do the pirates actually have throughout all the top 100 prospect list list and everything else. What do they actually have? And Mike Parzak He's joining us next to talk about that with Craig on Bucks in the Basement Found Everywhere podcast can be found and always at BucksInTheBasement.com. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Plus, it's all online. That's right. From anywhere in the country, you can learn any instrument you want with Westgate Music School. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information: WestgateMusicSchool.com.
2: Backed by popular demand, uh, Mike Piersack writes for the Post Gazette. He's a Pirates beat writer. Took a little trip out to Altoona that we were talking about before he got on the show here. Mike, how you doing today, brother?
1: I'm doing great, Craig. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate uh, pre- pre- appreciate being on, as always.
2: Absolutely, man. So, uh, before we get to uh, both of our trips to Altoona here, another good start for Tyler Anderson. And every single time Tyler Anderson takes the mound, uh, he's been having these good appearances, which always brings up the conversation of keep, trade, extend. I mean, Pirates fans go on all ends of the spectrum Mike, where are you lining up with with Tyler Anderson right now?
1: I'm not sure. I, I, I really don't know. I struggle with these these thoughts. Like I, I think you and I talked about Colin Moran before too. Like I I don't know. I struggle with these things because it just depends on on, on where they feel they are in like their rebuild timeline. I think right. Like if 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 they think that they're going to be like fairly competitive next year, maybe you do resign him. Maybe you bring him back. I mean, he, like he's been their best starting pitcher. I think it's fair to say. Um, you know, maybe JT Brubaker has an argument too, but but certainly one of the two best starting pitchers on their team, and, and a very welcome surprise to many. I think. Um, I, I I don't know. I struggle. I I think it it comes down to where you see him in terms of like the rebuild. If you think that he can be a part of it, if you're if you're going to be competitive in a couple of years, or the other side of it too is that maybe it just makes sense in terms of if if you want to trade him anyways. Maybe you don't trade him this year because a one-year rental or a half-year rental or however you want to call it. Um, maybe that doesn't get as much as if you brought him back next season and he performs well again, and you have a little bit more term on his contract, and then you know you force people to give you like a little a, a little better of a package back um, just because he does have that team control. I don't know. I, I really don't know how they're gonna play it, um, but I think you know the the obvious. Thing is that like it, you, it's it's certainly not a bad thing. <laughs> like you'd rather have him per- be performing like this than struggling. Like he he's been super impressive. I keep waiting for him to to struggle a little bit because I thought even in spring training I thought he was giving up a lot of hard contact and and he just hasn't had those issues this year. He's been he's been great for them and so um, I think you ride it as long as you can. You you take stock of whether you think it's something that he can keep up. You take stock of the rebuild in general, like I said, and you just kind of go from there. But but wherever they land, like um, you know, like I said, it, it's it's obviously better for them that he is performing well than than if you were struggling. That's you know that's an obvious thing to say, but but it is it is true, and it's been something something fun to watch at least for the for the first you know whatever thirty three games or however deep into the season we are.
2: I mean, sometimes the 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 easiest and the most obvious answers are the best ones, though, Mike, because like you're saying you know, he's performing well. So it's it's good for him. It's good for the Pirates to to kind of have this issue, to be discussing, you know, what you should be doing with him, thinking you could be getting something for him, thinking that, you know, we're not sure what's going on with Stephen Brault and and his injury, you know, and his rehab uh, as our, you know, I guess veteran lefty with, within the system. So it's it's kind of hard to determine, you know, what you do with him at this time. And I know there's always those people out there that it always makes me chuckle when somebody puts something out here like that and they're like, it's May. And I think to myself, yeah, it, it is only May. But the the Pirates have, have bigger issues right now with, with the injuries they're compiling. I know uh, people are thinking about, you know, Brian Hayes going to the 60-day IL, which s- some of that might just be a numbers game with, uh, you know, Ben Sherrington said getting you know, Troy Stokes on the roster to get some outfield depth. Uh Colin Moran, unfortunately, you know, injuring his groin. What what can the Pirates do to kind of keep this roster, you know, moving along over the next couple, you know, days and weeks here?
1: Yeah, well, I mean in terms of like on field results, like this isn't a roster though that can just eat you know, a, a couple big injuries and, and keep churning. Like it just isn't. You know, you see that lineup yesterday when it's announced, and it's like, good lord! Like it, it's it's just there's not a ton of major league talent left on that roster, and it, it's just a matter. You know, it's just where the Pirates are right now. Like they're not a deep major league team right now because you know they have lost so much depth over the years and traded guys away and whatever. It's part of the rebuild. Like it's not it's not a big deal, but when arguably the three best offensive producers go down uh in Hayes Reynolds and Moran and they're not there anymore you see what it looks like and it's like gee whiz like I, I don't I'm not sure you know what what you can really expect the rest of the way if 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 you know your best offensive player is Adam Frazier and there's a big drop off to everyone else you know like you can't expect Wilmer Depot I know he played really well yesterday you can't expect uh, Kai Tom you can't expect these guys to be to to fill in and just you know not miss a beat without Reynolds and Moran and, and you know those those actual offensive producers so in terms of like on field results like I, I'm not sure like it, they're just gonna have to grind it out until you know it seems like Reynolds probably has the most short-term injury of, of the three of them so so maybe until he gets back and then you can um hope for Moran to be back soon after that 10-day stint and and, and um you know hayes to bounce back in in june or whatever like it, it it's going to be a little bit of a grind here but um but you know that's that's just the nature of where this team is right now
2: yeah and they go out and they get you know ben gamel he's you know a yeah in his in his lifetime he's a you know on average a replacement level player but is a you know professional ma- major leaguer has you know stuck it out with a couple teams you know happened to get dfa would the pirates go and pick him up and as we were talking about before, uh, we jumped on here. How people's eyes obviously always point towards uh, the future and stuff. When when they see a, a Ben Gamel coming in, and they look down at the AAA stat lines and they see you know Travis Swaggerty uh, tearing it up down there. Uh, what what's the mindset for for Pi- I guess the Pirates on one side and Pirates fans on the other? Uh, is this just like you know, just to give tra- Travis Swaggerty some time, or is this you know what's going to be happening for the rest of the year? Do you think?
1: I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I uh, Travis Swaggerty is really interesting, like just from the perspective of of okay, well, you know, it's, it's a thing that, that I talked about with Philip Evans early in the year. Right? Anybody who with a small sample size of of just like okay, well, when does this become real? I don't think we're there yet with Travis Swaggerty. Uh, for uh, um, you know multiple reasons, a because he is as young as he is, he skipped Double A. You know you weren't sure what you were gonna get from him this season. Anyways, you got to give him the time to make adjustments to, um, you know the the pitching down there is going to adjust to what he's doing. He's gonna have to adjust back. Like it's all part of the part of the game here. And you and you certainly don't want to rush um a guy like that along, especially if you think he does have a lot of promise, you don't want to bring him up too soon, ruin any confidence, anything like that. Um so I, I don't know exactly if that'll last the entire season. I think it depends partly how um how well Swaggerty can sustain that level of performance. Um as to whether, you know, he gets a call up later on or whatever. Um but yeah, I, I mean I don't think, you know, Ben Gamble coming in doesn't mean that Travis Swaggerty's timeline like adjusts anyway. Like you make room for those guys if you think they're ready. You know, it's the same with Key Brian Hayes. Like uh, last year, they they made some trades and whatever, and and then there was a spot on the roster, and you move them up, and whoever is a casualty, that's okay because it's Brian Hayes. He's part of your future, like undoubtedly. You know, um. So like, I, I don't, I don't think all of that's to say. I I don't think Ben Gamel coming in, or like Kai Tom's being you know picked up earlier in the year, any of those pickups necessarily hurts Travis Swaggerty. It's just like you can't expect a a guy at that age with his level of experience to be called up anyways, they're going to give him some time. They're going to wait, wait to make sure that, um, you know, he's prepared for it. Uh, and it's, I think it's, I think it's quite a bit too early to, to be too concerned with that. Even even though like I, I get why people think about it, how they do, where they're like, well, why, you know, bring him up, bring him up. You know, what's the problem? Bring him up. It can't hurt, you know, whatever. Like I get it. I understand that people want to see the future. It's just, you got to be patient with these things to make sure it is right. When when you finally do bring them up.
2: Yeah. And it is, uh, unfortunately with, you know, the injuries that have happened and, you know, a little bit of a a losing streak here to the point where, you know, they were a little bit up over 500, you know, maybe overperforming uh, for, for part of the season there and, and maybe just running into some teams at the right times, getting the right matchups, uh, to look down to the minors and, you know, we're talking about uh, before this. We we both took uh, a trip out to Altoona already, just to be excited about major uh, about minor league baseball coming back and everything. So, uh, what did you get to see uh, in your time out in Altoona, there, man?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't see much. It was kind of a, a light game, and 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 the offense out there for the Curve didn't perform. Um, super well, but, you know, it's early in the season and, and you can't expect to show up and see, you know, O'Neal Cruz go four for four with three home runs or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, you, 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 it'd be nice. It would be nice if he would have done that for me, but but no. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was... it was. I, I just think that that is probably uh, at least within driving distance, uh, like, the more exciting of the two minor league teams. I'm talking about, like, you know, their versus class triple a uh indianapolis like i, I just think that their their lineup there when you look at all of the people on the curve currently um and then you, you know you throw in runs contreras or some of the pitching there like there's more projectable like guys that you can get excited about you know eventually seeing in the majors um so to me that's like a big uh, sort of destination where I, w- I would like to go out there a couple different times a season talk to people you know get the, the temperature on different guys. Um, but but yeah, I, I didn't see anything that like you know truly stood out where I was like took 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 huge like takeaways away like uh, you know I I I don't have my mind made up on any of the guys on there anything like that I just think I just think it's it's you know it's an attractive spot to be um, if you if you do want to you know go check out O'Neal Cruz, watch him play a little bit, get excited about the future. Like I think that that's a good spot unless you. You know live in Greensboro, North Carolina, then maybe you want to go there because they have a <laughs> they have a bunch of exciting guys out there too but um but yeah, no it's it's a lot more tenable for me to for me to head out to el so I'll, I'll keep doing that
2: yeah and and like we were talking, i mean there's there's certain things, and one of the things that you pointed out in in one of your tweets uh that I've been referring to to for a lot of people is you know, somebody you know just picks up the the paper, which they don't pick up papers anymore. So I guess you flip on the app and you see, you know, that there's you know a, a three for five night from from Mason Martin or whatever it was. It was maybe a two for five night, and one of those was like the the flukiest hit like in in the history of the world, maybe, where you won't see that a lot in the major leagues or O'Neill Cruz. I saw one time had a double, which was basically the guys ran the whole way out and read the ball completely wrong, and you know he trots into second base, so I think that's a lot of the stuff that you're talking about is you know you may not gather as much, but it's just kind of fun to you know go out and see those guys but while you were out there you got to you got to talk to uh a couple of the pirates you know young outfielders uh what did you what did you get in your time with them
1: yeah so i I mean I was just kind of checking in. You know, especially early in the season, a lot of our job is not like, you know, I can't go, uh, so the two outfielders you're referencing are Cal Mitchell and, and Kanan Smith and Jigba, uh, two, you know, young young corner outfielders for Altoona, they're going to play, I would imagine, most games starting out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so a lot of our jobs right now, like, I'm not going in saying like, okay, Cal Mitchell, like, here's what you've done in your first two games, you know, what's going well or what's going wrong. Obviously it's far too early to be thinking about that. So it was more just like a check-in of like, you know, what were you able to do over, um, uh, you know, 2020 without a minor league season? Uh, both those guys were in major league spring training this year. How, you know, what was that like? What, what sort of adjustments did they help you make? Um, all that kind of thing. And so, you know, it was, it was, it was fairly boilerplate stuff. Neither of them um, – have had anything go wrong, so there's no real like mechanical tweaks if that makes sense. Like a lot of the guys where you're asking like what you're working on, you know with your swing, um, there there's not really much because things are going well right now, right? If that makes sense. yeah, absolutely. um, so so you know, just talking just talking about kind of what they're trying to accomplish this season, uh, the opportunity in front of them, both of them were saying that like you know they they try not to focus too much on like how they stack up versus other outfielders within the system. but both said that they feel like there, there's a lot of opportunity there and, and you know if they do perform they feel confident that that the Pirates will move them up in the system they'll be um you know kind of respondent to that and, and 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 be willing to um yeah I guess just give them that opportunity so it was good to talk to him in that sense you know check in and but both those guys are like I think both those guys are like fairly exciting you know maybe not the top top prospects that you that everyone's super excited about but um, you know, bo- both have their own individual skill sets. And actually, the outfield there, I think there's going to be a lot of attention paid to the infield because it is, um, you know, O'Neal Cruz, Mason Martin, G. Juan Bay, Rodolfo Castro, who are all guys that people are excited for to one level or another. I actually like their outfield down there with Mitchell and, Smith and Jigba, and, and I think, I'm, I think it's Jonah Smith. I think that's...
2: Jonah, Jonah Davis.
1: Yeah, Jonah Davis, my fault. But but really, really athletic trio of guys down there that are playing, you know, like they're going to be, be fun to watch at least defensively, and I, I think Mitchell and Smith and Jigba have a little pop in their, in each of their bats, and, um, you know, that so that should round out their roster, and like I said, I think that that could be like a really competitive group in Altoona, and certainly an exciting one if you're thinking about like the future of the Pirates.
2: Yeah, it's and it's a fun group to go out there and watch. I know the one thing, I, I don't know if it was uh, Mitchell or Smith and Jigba that said, that it was like the first time they had their name like on the back of their jersey when they were, uh, when they were there for spring training, oh, yeah. and that was just really cool to see. And the other thing is, I was out there on Saturday. Smith and Jigba, he interacts with the fans. He's out there like there was fans from uh, that came up from Baltimore because of course they were playing you know the Bay Sox, so they wanted to come see you know, Adley Rushman play, and they were like you know they were just having like a back and forth, and he was just a a, a fun guy, and he was entertaining and throwing balls to the fans and it's just like a it's just like a great experience and i i mean i i saw a pretty good game but also, you know, a minor league baseball game cuz you don't know what, you know, pitchers are working on, you don't know what hitters are working on. You can look at the stat line, but the stat line doesn't always, you know, tell the tale down in the minor leagues.
1: Yeah, and it, it is funny like you know, another example like Quinn Freeser got got hit pretty pretty well in in um, his debut, but at the same time, like, if you look at, you know, the individual plays that happened, like, some of them were errors too. Like, a stat line is a little bit crooked, but, like, it wasn't all, you know, his fault. Like, there were some, some poorly timed things that happened behind him. So, you know, all these things are – it, it is just kind of funny, like, you know, you can go – like, if if I were a fan, if I were watching from a fan's perspective and I went and, and, and watched Altoona for the game that I saw – and I see O'Neal Cruz go, go 0 for 5, I'd be like, well, you know, I saw this guy, and he didn't look all that good to me. Like, I, don't, you know, what am I missing here? Like, why is this guy a top-five prospect? For it? <laughs> like, I, I, I think that, uh, I, I don't know, I think it's it's funny because, you know, nobody expects anybody to be watching every single Class A game all year to get a full picture. Like, you kind of have to rely on those stats, which is, you know, what you were saying earlier with, with my tweet about Mason Martin is it's like, you know, it's fluky, yeah. But but when people look back on the season, if that bumped his batting average or his RBI number, like a you know up a couple extra ticks or whatever, like you know that that matters. That that it's the stats that end up mattering in terms of like the excitement level for these guys. And you know you can go and watch and try to be critical of of what you're seeing and what they're swinging at and the deeper underlying things that are going on. But at the same time, like you know it, it's it's really just about performing well and 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 you know showing that you can perform at that level and then get a chance to move up and, and it's you know it's all a process so um you know it, you can you can be excited about that even if even if the game you went and saw wasn't the most exciting thing in the world <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> now i see the changes
1: in this town they change they say one thing within the next day